Hello. Banger. Welcome back. <clears throat> Banger. Banger. Get us some banger emotes there in the chat. We got some in there already. Cooper and I. Giha Jimmy says he feels like the one guy who shows up at the movie theater is the only one in the seats. I love Are you that. new around these parts, Gihad? Welcome. Yeah, you a long-time lurker, first-time commenter? Or are you new here? If Your body here, is ready. We have to make sure we give you the acceptable hazing. That's right. Every new person gets hazed. Cheese slices. <laughs> oh, well. Why do you do that? What? You do that kind of laugh when I tell a joke that doesn't land, but then you do that kind of awkward laugh, and you make me feel even more awkward. <laughs> Maybe that's why I do it. <laughs> I was calling back to a previous episode, and I don't. I think it went over your head. No, I was laughing about it, like the, the cheese slices on the nipples or something like that. Okay, yeah, you remembered. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Cable in the chat. Yeah, so like hey. going to a movie theater and being the only one in the seats. I, I used to do this when I was single and didn't have anything else to do. I just go to a movie theater and just sit there by myself and watch the movie alone. I preferred that. I'd go to the movies at 10 in the morning, empty movie theater, <laughs> have it all to yourself. Just sit there and watch a banger, put your feet up on the seat in front of you. That was, that was the way to do it. Hmm. So today, in uh, in this here show, um, we're going to talk about, we're going to start off talking about this movie trailer that was just released uh, for a movie called Civil War. So you can probably, if you haven't seen or seen the movie or, or, or the trailer, if sorry, if you haven't seen the trailer or heard about the movie yet, then, uh, then you... Uh, um, you're you're going to this this movie is going to make a mark. It's it's already has. Um, as soon as it came out, within a couple hours, everybody was talking about it. It's a very big conversation starter. I mean, it's called Civil War, so um, that's probably a pretty good bet that that would that 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 would land. Um, and we're going to use the the movie as kind of a, a jumping off point to discuss. I guess the kind of the, the current state of things as we wrap up 2023 and head into 2024 and what 2024 is going to look like, how, what, what sort of different machinations are there going on behind the scenes and how are the power structures shifting and adapting? And then what does that, like, I guess, what does it mean for us? Like, what are we supposed to do with all this information? Um, so, uh, uh what's up narrow path enjoyer narrow path enjoyer is here. We love to walk the narrow path with narrow path enjoyer. Um, the cable says they're reinforcing the narrative that this is the inevitable result of secession. Yeah, I do believe that that is, I, I think that's part of what's going on here. Um, but uh, let's, let's <laughs> okay. I like Gihad Jimmy. Maybe we don't need to haze him quite as much. Okay. He's... Gihad, the theater is filling up. You may still be retarded. These things are not like mutually exclusive. Right. So let's and not I, get ahead of ourselves. I wouldn't say that you necessarily need to find a reason to 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 determine yourself to be not retarded. I don't think there's necessarily any shame in being retarded. I'm a proud retard myself. I definitely know Cooper is retarded and he's proud of it. I've heard of heard about it plenty from him. So so you know, team retard over here. We, we like I don't know if I'm proud of it so much as like I just don't I'm unaware. You it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not even that. It's, I'm just you know. Bliss. 
Oh, Cable is step is raising the stakes here. He says you're not allowed to listen if you're not retarded. So uh, maybe that's what we call the the supporting listeners group when we whenever we relaunch it here. Maybe it's like it's like the the group of retards. Yeah, it's like uh, like community <laughs> mental health. <laughs> what are you doing, honey? Oh, I'm hanging out with the group of retards. <laughs> Narrow path enjoyer is retarded and proud. That's right. That's right. This these are these are my people. Um okay, so uh do us a favor, do the the like, subscribe, share, do all that sort of stuff. Get get other people in here to listen to this one because I think this is gonna be as all our episodes are, I think this one's gonna be a banger. We titled it What Kind of American Are You? And uh this is actually a line from the movie. I think this is maybe be gonna become I think this is probably going to be a, a very popular meme uh, from the movie. So uh, let's let's share the screen here and see if we can play the trailer and um, we'll kind of pause. We'll have to pause it periodically and kind of comment on it just to try to avoid getting getting uh, uh, flagged for for demonetization or whatever. Um, so if it's kind of annoying that we have to keep stopping it, well, yeah, we just just part of the uh, part of the the platform here. So share tab audio. Hey. What? Column Rack says he's been binging your content. Oh, nice. How's that been? I wonder, uh, I wonder how far back you went. Hopefully you didn't go back too far because, I mean, it hasn't been that long. I mean, what, like two years, two, I guess maybe three years now. But uh, I'm already embarrassed about stuff that I used to that I used to uh, to say back then. So um, hopefully you can listen with some grace. Oh, he says it's excellent. Good. Uh, Cable said this movie looks fucking awesome. I'll chew on this agitprop with no shame. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think just strictly from a like, hey, I want to go watch a movie where like where like uh, lots of shooting and awesome shit happens. I think this movie looks like it's going to be really entertaining. The guy who directed it apparently was the director of the movie. Um, Dread or Judge Dread, I can't remember what it was called. Um, the one with Carl Urban as uh, as Dread, and uh, he so he's had a couple of movies that are kind of along these lines in the past, sort of apocalyptic, post apocalyptic, and that I remember watching that movie. I mean, it was what ten years ago. I don't know that it came out, and I remember watching it at the time and feeling like I don't know, getting that like like fuck yeah, I'm a man kind of like. I left the I left the theater like like walking a little taller and like yeah I want to go crack some skulls kind of I remember getting that impression from that movie, so it's kind of interesting then that that well let's let's play the trailer for the movie here and then we we can kind of talk about it as we go along. Um, I'm going to uh, play it and then whoops I'm going to play it and with the audio and then make sure that it's working and then uh, we'll continue as long as it is. So let me know Cooper if it is working. The United States Army. Yeah, I can hear it. Okay, well then, hopefully everyone else can as well. Can everybody else hear it? The White House issued warnings to the Western forces as well as the Florida Alliance. The three-term president assures the uprising will be dealt with swiftly. Notice he this says the three-term president. The three-term president. This is uh, this is my first time watching this, by the way. So you're getting a fresh reacts video. Ooh. Yeah, now we're gonna test Cooper's. The quickness of, of the agility of Cooper's mind. Let me know if you want to try anything. I'm guess aware there's like a pretty huge civil war going on. 
all across America. We just try to stay out with what we see on the news. Seems like it's for the best. Kind of an interesting thought there that, so apparently there's this really big civil war going on, but there's these people who are just kind of trying to keep their head in the sand and avoid like not knowing about it. And they're just trying to maintain life as it goes. But apparently there's a lot of chaos and fighting already happening. So that kind of, they're painting a picture about what, like what the, 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 the structure of the society, the societal, societal dynamics at that point. It's, I don't, I don't have a conclusion to that <laughs> necessarily. Just, just uh, something I'm observing. It uh, reminds me of, um, I was watching a video by JREG earlier and he did a, uh, he went to some college campus and did like a, a change my mind segment, but he just wrote on the sign, everything is fine. Change my mind. <clears throat> and hmm. it was kind of funny. Cause you get all of these, you know, super lib, <clears throat> like poli sci, whatever, whatever people, uh, students and stuff coming up and confronting him. Like, what do you mean? Everything's fine. Nothing's fine. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. Everything's fine. And they're like, what <laughs> What about like, what about like Ukraine? And he's like, yeah, you see, I don't, when I think about that, I get stressed out. So I just don't think about that. I just don't, don't worry about it. I just stop thinking react? about it. They didn't quite understand. They, I don't think they got the joke. Uh-huh. But I think that's actually a pretty valid strategy. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's just like, just unplug. Like he was doing a bit. He was doing a joke. But yeah. Yeah. Kind of clear pill. Yes. Clear pilled. Right. I think that's a valid strategy. Just why are you worried about that thing thousands of miles over there? When you think about it, it upsets you. So don't think about it. Stop. <laughs> right. If you can't you do know, anything just like, about it, then there's no reason to think about it. I think for most people, most people, unless you live in like some big city or something like that. For most people, if you just like go outside and look down the street, it, you know, see the trees and the birds and the grass and stuff and kids playing and you're it's fine. Your life is probably fine mostly. <laughs> yeah. And if you weren't plugged into the Borg all the time, you'd probably be fine. Mm-hmm. This this is actually very much related. I, I knew at some point today this is going to come up, but this is very much related to a conversation we were having last night in the voice chat on the the Kingpill Discord. We talked about this sort of thing uh, quite a bit. It was it's actually it was a little eerie after the conversation we had last night. Uh, waking up this morning, and one of the first things I saw was this this movie trailer, which direct like directly referenced everything we were talking about last night. Um, and that conversation, it was, it was kind of fun. It got a little heated at some points. We were, we were getting a little worked up kind of, uh, not yelling, but kind of raising our voices with each other and, uh, uh, getting the kind of getting a little adrenaline rush. Um, so we were discussing this and there was kind of two different factions in the way we were perceiving how the next, both the next year and then like the next year is going to be kind of a signal for what the, I don't know, the five to 10 years after that is going to be like. So we were disagreeing about how we thought the next year was going to play out. And um, one contingent basically is envisioning this sort of a scenario, having a uh, basically the sort of scenario that's presented in this movie. And uh, the other contingent very much disagreed. 
and I'll I'll leave it for for you guys might be able to guess which side I fall on, but I'll I'll leave it for a, a bit here um, before we get into it more. We'll finish. We'll we'll watch some more of the the trailer. I think Citizens of America, the so-called Western forces of Texas and California. Okay, Western forces <laughs> of Texas and California. Uh huh. That'll is, happen. Right. So, what is this? Is interesting. Then, so why there's what, one theory I heard for why this was the artistic choice that was made here—that it's Texas and California. Um, it's kind of the surface level theory was that well, basically, it's a way of trying to de-ideologize the movie to make it not seem like the movie is really blatantly pushing a particular agenda. So they're not they're not having to make Texas the good guys or make California the good guys or both of them be the bad guys. It's just this kind of divides it. So it sort of it sort of detaches it from reality enough that it can function as as good art. Uh another theory that I saw for this is that this is projecting, say, five or so years in the future after a Trump presidency where uh, all the blue staters have moved into Texas and turned Texas blue. And now Texas and California are forming uh, a coalition um, against others. We get into it a little bit more throughout the, the trailer here. Um, but... Uh, so I thought that was interesting. That's kind of an interesting. It goes with the, like the three-term president. So by 2029, 20, 2030, you would have um, Trump, presumably, if he's reelected and then reelected again, he becomes a three-term president. Um, yeah. So that, that was that's the other thing that was interesting is the the two um, the flag with the two stars. It's like an American flag, and it's just got two large white stars on it. And I wonder if that's is that supposed to indicate the Texas and California alliance that they formalized this alliance and they have their own flag. That's kind of a bastardization of the American flag. Um, it, it's, it, it'd be interesting. I don't know how much of the trailer kind of gets into all of this um, fully, but it'd be interesting to see how this kind of plays out. Um, there was two different pieces of art that this reminded me of just in um, watching it, uh, just the one time I've watched through. Uh, well, actually, so the first one is Jericho, the, the TV show Jericho. Um, one of my favorite shows of all time. Absolutely fantastic. It's kind of this post-apocalyptic. There was a massive terrorist attack, and um, everyone's kind of cast back into uh, Wild West days, except with trucks and guns and everything. Um, the second one that it reminded me of is uh, Man in the High Castle, it just kind of gives me some sort of some of those vibes of like an alternate history being presented, although this one's supposedly in the future. Um, but imagining America in a different way than it is today. And then uh, what was the other one? Um, oh, is it uh, Red Dawn? Is that what it's called? The one where it was made in like the, I think it was made in like the 80s or 90s, and then there was a remake done of it. And it's like the Soviets are invading america and you have the kids who go out into the woods and then they have to kind of mount the resistance and stuff that's the those are the movies that this kind of reminds the remake me. was actually filmed in the small town i grew up in really mm-hmm. interesting is that yeah, the name of yeah. it red dawn yeah red dawn the remake was like there's the scenes when they're out in the woods were filmed out in 
Fitzgerald Park on the ledges in Grand Ledge, Michigan, which is mm. where I grew up. Hmm. Interesting. I remember when they were filming it. So when did the movie come out? Oh, I don't remember. I was in middle school or high school. So okay. this is like 10 or 15 years ago, 10 years ago, 10 years ago or something like that. In any case, like, yeah, there was like, you could see if you stood on the train trestle, you could see like all the special effects explosions and stuff over in Fitzgerald Park. It was pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Let's continue with this here. Have suffered a very great defeat at the hands of the United States military. Uh, let me go back to that and see that map. All right. So it looks like on the map here, we've got a, there's like three broad coalition or no, there's more like four or five different coalitions. It's kind of tough to tell with these different, different grays here, but you've got like the Western Washington, Oregon, Montana, the Dakotas, Wisconsin, uh, is it, let's see, Nevada, Utah, and Wyoming seem to form one little block here. Then you've got Texas and California together. And then you've got like the Southeast seems to be its own little block. And I can't tell if it's uh, uh, the same gray, if it's supposed to be the same as the group in the Northwest. And then you've got everyone else. So you've got the East, the Northeast and the East um, coming all the way through the Midwest and all the way out into Nevada and Alaska. So that must be like the remainder of the United States. So it seems like we've got like three primary players here in this, in this story. Um, someone said it was loud. I'll pull the volume down just a little bit. Mr. President, do you regret the use of airstrikes against American citizens? We're moving to DC today. We need to go down there. They shoot journalists on sight in the Capitol. Every That's one of the lines from the from the movie that I think is going to turn into a meme. They shoot journalists on sight in the Capitol. Based. Yeah. So it seems very clear here what I'm what I'm what are the conclusion I'm drawing is you've got the United States is controlled by the what would be essentially the proxy for right wingers. Essentially, the United States is mega and Texas and California are forming this resistance against them. Uh, so it's interesting. The libs somehow managed to identify themselves as the victims fighting against the huge oppressive power. <laughs> mm -hmm. We'll get into this more in a bit. Let's keep going. Every instinct in me says this is death. Bloody Every time I survived the war zone, I thought I was sending a warning home. Don't do this. Every time I survived the war zone, I thought I was sending a warning home. Don't do this. Notice the fingernails on the sniper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Weird kind of greenish yellow hair and like neon metallic painted fingernails. Is it a Truni? Sure looks like it. Particularly on what, like, a sniper. Which is, I, I don't know if this is just kind of a meaningless detail or if there's some deeper thing here, but it's like the the sniper who's trying to hide is going to have brightly colored fingernails. 
but here we are. There's some kind of misunderstanding here. What? Well, you're American, okay? Okay. What kind of American are you? There you go. There's that's that's the meme. It's I've already seen it going around, and I think that's that. This this concept right here is going to become like a really de- defining uh, conversational moment over the next year. What kind of he's okay? What kind of American are you? I think that's a. You might even say like this is the the 2024 election is fundamentally going to be about what kind of American are you? Casting two very distinct visions of America, like self-consciously. <clears throat> He's got red glasses. Uh-huh. Yeah, so is that... You could take this a few different ways. You could take the like the rose-colored glasses. You could take it as red, like, like red pill, red Republican. It also is kind of reminiscent of the... Uh, um, like Elton John. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's, yeah so he could be a homosexual. John. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He could be. It also made me think of the uh, what are the the glasses on the on the King Pilled logo? Um, the Pit Vipers. Pit Vipers. It sort of. Yes. It sort of reminded me of Pit Vipers a little bit. Like maybe they don't want to be too on the nose, but um, yeah, hunting lenses. Uh, I think the the. This something something about this character is just super super compelling. Just from the just from the uh, the trailer and the people reacting to it. Notice his uh, finger is just resting there on the trigger. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> the Western forces will reach the White House on July fourth. Oh my God! Get in the car! Get in the car! Move, move, move! You're gonna. Now, if you're listening to this on the audio, uh, the, the podcast only, the 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 words that were just put up on the screen were uh, was it was is it all empires fall? That I think is very interesting. That. We've got art coming out now that's explicitly saying all empires fall. That's an idea that that is very, very foreign to the American psyche. America five or ten years ago wouldn't wouldn't sanction that sort of an idea. Hmm. Um. Hmm. Smells like a psyop. Mm-hmm. Let's continue. I'm not hanging back. I'm not hanging back. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Go, 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 go. Ha, dude. God bless America. What? It was really satisfying to see that pagan temple get blown up. <laughs> let's go back and see it again. Yeah, let's do that. This is like, this is like porn for me. Go, 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 go. Yeah, bitch. God bless America, <laughs> bitch. 
All right. So, uh, okay. General thoughts. You have any? Uh, what are your? You, this is the first time you've seen it now. So, what are your initial impressions? Hmm. 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 I don't know. I'd probably have to watch it again. And really, I. Uh, it kind of kills it to have to break it up and pause. Yeah, it, it does. But. So if I follow it, like, OK, I'm guessing the main characters are some journalists. Yep. So if in the capital, which is run by. Uh, successor to Orange Man or whatever, right? Where they killed the journalist. So, so then the journalists are probably from California slash Texas. That coalition. Yep. Um. Let's see. And they're trying to not get killed by the Red Army. Um. Mm -hmm. So the libs are making an agitprop film depicting them as the hero and the victim. I don't know. It feels kind of gay to me. Maybe <laughs> it'll be fun to watch. I don't know. Yeah, I think it definitely looks like it'll be fun to watch. I think uh, uh, Buck Johnson says, the one nation under God indivisible is a direct shot at, at secession, and they obviously mean Texas. Texas. They obviously mentioned Texas, referring to Texas. Um. Yeah. I was going to ask, what do you, uh, what are your thoughts on the old Pledge of Allegiance? Um, I haven't said it in, I don't know, I don't know how long, probably yeah. fifteen years at least. Yeah, no, me too. It's to me, it feels very much like, like paganism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um with this 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 particular uh film here though i think the my, the jury's out for me right now as to whether this is a um a lib masturbation exercise uh it's what it's or, looking like to me or if it's a kind of more subversive sort of thing that's kind of like like the way that Barbie came out, like Barbie was written, was very clearly anticipated and like everybody wanted it to be a girl boss film. And in a way it was a girl boss film, but it was so much of a girl boss film that it actually turned out to be kind of based. It, it was something that when it came out and people went and watched it, our guys were like, 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 hell yeah, Ken is our guy. And, the libs were like, like, no, you can't like our movie. No, it's not based. No, our movie is cringe. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I could see that being kind of something similar here. I don't necessarily, uh, I don't know. I guess, I guess I'll have to see it ultimately. But the thing that's more, uh, the thing that I guess really stands out to me with this is the way the way people are talking about it is like it's going to be this is predictive programming like this is this is preparing right, people right. for what it's going to look like. And I think it's the opposite. 
I think right. that the way that it functions on that plane, and I'm not saying to disambiguate this, like I'm not saying that the the director is like intentionally master planning all of this. I'm saying the way that this is going to play out. So I think the way that this is going to be capitalized on, the narratives that are going to be drawn from it are um, are going to be essentially using this as the scare tactic to herd people in a particular direction. Like presenting this as like the alternative. Now that you have, you kind of have the mouth sound mind picture thing where if you want to really be able to to connect with someone, you want to make sure you're really speaking to the to the uh, the the picture in their mind. Being able to to reify that thing with a word, and you could say that word, and it and it and it brings up all of these images. Doing that with a movie is even more powerful. So this this movie, I think, is going to recontextualize the term civil war for people and when people start referring to civil war i think it's going to more and more relate to this movie and the images in this movie and the emotions that it will evoke in people um hmm. that's that I guess so, that's my first thought on it so do you think that you know like uh red the red army we'll say is going to be portrayed as the bad guys and then all of our guys on Twitter are going to be like, yeah, that's us. Cool. And they're going to identify with it. Like, like Barbie. maybe it, like it, it might be that it, that it feels it like bait. Yeah. Yeah. It probably is bait. Um, I also think like, I think there's a level upon which this is just a movie that's topical for the times. And so there's people who want to make and produce a movie that's topical for the times. And they want that movie to be really successful and be a profound art piece and redefine a conversation and all these sorts of things. So they're drawing on uh, existing threads that are in the society, which is, which is an interesting thing about art then, especially art that's properly done. It's, it's a, uh, uh, it's, it's almost like a, a mirror that's reflecting the human spirit back to itself. Hey, there's 21 of you watching right now. Like the show. That's right. The fact that yeah, it says we've got 22 concurrent viewers and 10 likes. So at least 12 of you guys need to get your act together. Uh, what was I saying? So I think that this the, the fact that the movie is being made is itself significant um, because it's not a... It's not a leading indicator. It's a it's a backwards indicator. The movie being made indicates that there's a market for a movie like this, which means that there's sentiment around a movie like this. So I think trying to take it and 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 make the the movie itself be a forward indicator too much is is risky. I think it's it's very clearly a backward indicator. And the question is, how are things actually going to play out? And are they going to play out according to this movie? And so they're making the movie now so that people see the movie and then they begin like embodying their roles within the movie. I don't buy that. I don't buy that. Um, this gets back to this revealing my position on the conversation last night. I don't buy the notion that we're going to get some sort of like, like continent level... Uh, open like hot warfare in this sort of way yeah. because I think that 
that would be that'd be like worst case scenario situation for the existing regime. I don't think the existing regime has the capacity to project power sufficient to actually uh, uh, in control the outcome of a situation like that. The last thing they want is to actually start uncontrolled hot warfare. Because it's a regime of foxes. It's not a regime of lions, using Pareto's fox and lion um, dichotomy. I guess I guess we should explain explain that to a degree. It's 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 the the foxes are the elite. So you have the circulation of elites. You have existing elites, and then eventually, um, as time goes on, those elites uh, begin their power begins to decay and ossify, and eventually they get overthrown by a new set of elites. And history is the story of essentially going back and forth between fox style um, regimes and lion style regimes. The lion style regimes are um, more conservative. They deal with, uh, they're much more comfortable with tradition, religion, um, uh, dealing with more smaller, isolated, strictly um, hierarchical bureaucracies. And they're also much more comfortable with the overt use of force. So they tend, they're the, the, the stereotypical uh, monarch or whatever that has some sort of uprising and goes down and just ruthlessly just, just puts it out. Uses exactly the right amount of force necessary to squash it and, and end it. On the flip side, you have the foxes who are very uncomfortable with the use of force. The way that they accumulate and, and, and use power is through cunning and manipulation and scheming and... Um, they're, I mean, they kind of, they kind of fit a particular archetype, if you know what I mean. The, we have a regime right now of foxes. It's a regime of lawyers. The, like the thing that we're missing is the lion spirit. There is no lion spirit present on the global stage right now, because essentially the, the, like the, the role of a liberal government is definitionally to ensure that no government arises. It's a government dedicated to the proposition of ensuring that there cannot be a government. So liberalism is like a fox plot to try to give themselves perpetual reign. And the problem with that is that this system is beginning to spiral even out of their control which is opening the door for a lion style government to step in, which is just the, the cycle of the circulation of the elites. So right also, now, go ahead. I don't, I don't think the masses are going to fight a war. Mm -mm. It's not going to happen. There's no political will for it. No. Yeah, it's it's a uh, like cable here says knowing a bunch of dudes in the military, I can tell you the vast majority will tell the feds to pound salt if shit hits the fan like this. Maybe and I, not, and even not just I mean because I'm part of the the reality of of warfare now is that you don't need nearly as many people, and you can do stuff, you know, remotely. You can manage things remotely. So, like some of the hullabaloo about them, you know, queering the military and all this sort of thing. 
and they're like, oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to drastically reduce the capacity of the fighting force. Well, I mean, when your military action is increasingly becoming dependent upon remote-operated drones and that sort of thing, that kind of mitigates a lot of that concern. But, the, so here's, here's the thing. The, the nature of the existing regime is not that it wants to crush everything in its path. It wants to absorb everything in its path. It sees people as a resource to be harvested. So just plug everybody into the coom pod and then use their life force to power all your institutions. So to use this sort of abrasive of over the top hard power is number one, just completely not in the nature of the actual people governing the institutions, the, the, the academics and the bureaucrats and, and all this sort of thing. They, they, they're, they're squeamish with the use of hard power. Their, their, their entire ethos is soft power. So if there's going to be actual hard power used, it's not going to come from them. It's going to come from whatever the new regime is. By definition, the new regime is going to overthrow them. <laughs> Cooper's making shadow puppets on his wall. <laughs> is that... What is that? It's like a fetus. Oh, it kind of looked like uh, it look, kind of looked like uh, uh, the oh shit, what up? Um, <laughs> oh shit, here come what that up? Boy. Here come that boy! Here come that boy! <laughs> it's like like ET or something. Yeah. Phone home. <laughs> so, so number one, it's the it's a regime that's full of foxes. Number two, the the entire scope of technological development, the whole World Economic Forum. Um, you'll have, you'll own nothing and you'll like it. You're going to live in the coom pod. You're going to eat the bugs. You're going to live in the 15 minute city. This entire thing is premised on taking existing people and turning them into a resource to be harvested. This is the entire American corporate project. You get a social security number because you're a corp, you're a corporate property. You're the property of the American corporation. And the American corporation has a say in, or has a stake in your own productivity. So this, the, if you want to think of the regime as being something kind of equivalent to like the American government, there's, there is an entity that is steering and manipulating and using the American government. So there's like there's something there's kind of like a force behind the regime if you want to think of it that way. I think the reason there's a reason why a lot of people that start thinking about stuff in this sense become a um they start speaking in really lovecraftian terms because it's kind of hard to think of these sort of like abstract um intersections of incentives. But that's what like the the sort of spirit that animates the regime is, the, is a network of human incentive structures. And what that human incentive structure is trying to do is monetize the human population. Turn the human population into digital serfs. So having a massive full-scale armed war where people are like 
like shooting rockets into the White House. This is this is like the worst thing possible for them. The infrastructure is bad enough as it is. Just like nuking all the infrastructure. <laughs> and the, the, the economic cost of something like that would be massive. It would be immense. And I can hear the people who are saying, well, this is, you know, it's like World War II. You know, they go in and they destroy the, they, 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 they wipe out the country and then use that as, as an excuse to come in with their loans and rebuild it and everything. But that was a population that was removed. There was a there was a sovereign nation here removed from a sovereign nation here. The the entity, the regime that governs this slice of earth depends upon. I mean, we saw this with 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 COVID. It it operates on the thinnest of margins. Absolute razor thin margin margins in supply chains. The economic cost of a war like that would be orders of magnitude greater than the economic cost of World War II. And it's not like, well, okay, World War II is happening over in Europe, but here we've got this great new world that we can, we have all these resources and everything, and everything is just opportunity to the moon. They would be doing that on their own home soil. It would be just complete and total economic devastation, which doesn't lend itself well to building out a massive digital empire. Like they don't want to have all of the networks go down. How are they going to keep you addicted to your phone if all of the networks are down? How are they going to keep you subscribing and paying and buying and consuming? How are you going to consume in the middle of a war? that's knocked out all of the infrastructure. It doesn't, it doesn't, it just does not compute at all. It doesn't work. Luckily, nukes aren't real. So we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I want to, I want to, I hope we, uh, hope we get someone's eyelid twitching. They're not, they're real. They're real. <laughs> How will one they're not, dude. with no Come internet? On. Yeah, with no internet, maybe, <laughs> maybe then you you would have a bigger problem because now you have a bunch of angry young men who want to fight. You're right. They're not be they're not being placated. Right, right. So, what what this sort of a scenario would do, having a a, 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 a open global conflict like this, what it would do, would be, it would uh, it would actually create the will and energy on the right wing that the right wing is desperately trying to generate for, for itself. I mean, the, even the, the premise of the movie is that the, it's, the people who are actually using the hard power are the mega Trump style people. The whole premise of the movie is not our regime is going to do this to you. It's their regime is going to do this to you. So you need to come to us where we're going to protect you from all the violence out there. You need to subscribe to our services. Because if you don't subscribe to our services, then they're going to brutalize you. 
you have to think of of the existing regime as like like fundamentally feminine in structure and operation it's, you can see a very strong correlation between the feminine and the fox style the feminine archetypes and the fox style ruling ruling through soft power versus ruling through hard power scheming making combinations that's the the word that uh, com com combinazioni is the word that uh, pareto used they the, the foxes rule through combinations making deals the lions are the ones who rule through overt force of power and i think the the uh the reason why i think it's important to understand these sorts of things is because we've kind of talked before about the different dynamics that exist in the sort of right-wing america right now and it kind of it's kind of like you're trying to you're 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 forced to pick one of two camps one camp being the um you know buy into the hype of whoever the new exciting guy on the scene is because he's going to change everything and get all rallied behind him and he's going to go in there and drain the swamp and give him what fur and all that and then the flip side is none of it matters the 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 chosen people rule the world there's nothing we can do to even remotely approach their their dominance and their just sheer destructive capacity. Things are just going to get worse and worse. It, you know, there's no reason to be hopeful. Anybody who ever presents anything that smacks of hopeful has to be, has to be shot down. No, no, no. Don't get excited about anything. Don't be optimistic. Don't be hopeful. And I think That's... both of these perspectives are bullshit. What would you call the former? What would you call that type of person? Probably like a like a dupe. It's like naive boomer idealism versus like the Goonics. On the other hand, yeah, yeah, it'd probably be yeah. yeah, yeah, naive boomer idealists and then like nihilistic Goonics. On the other hand, no. I think I happen to be a fan of third position stuff, so I prefer a third position on this, which is. Observing these things contextually with an understanding of the cycles of history and recognizing that life will go on and things will get better and they'll get worse simultaneously. And how you experience it is going to depend on the choices that you make as you navigate through this. So you're not, you're not putting your hope in a specific person. You're just recognizing what the different players on the board are doing and what that means, you know, you're kind of, you're kind of like perpetually testing the wind, seeing where things are going, and then trying, and then using that to to inform how you move, to take advantage of of different uh, opportunities. Which is, I think, it's kind of, it's kind of clear pilled. I'm not like, I'm not white pilled. Like, oh, Trump is going to save us. I'm also not black pilled. Like. Like, it doesn't matter what happens, the Jews are going to win. Neither one of those is, pr is productive or useful. So, toward that end, let me see what some of the comments here say. Um, the feminine tyranny wants to avoid this outcome for exactly what Matt just said. It's counter to their, in it's counter to their incentive. Yeah, right, right. Like, again, you, 
you're going to own nothing and you're going to like it. Like you're going to get subscribed into the Borg. You're going to get plugged. The ability to sustain this sort of digital world upon which like all trade and all financial transactions and everything, they all depend upon the, the sustenance of this digital world. You, you can't sustain something like that with vast open conflict and hostility. You can have little pockets of it here and there, but there, there, there isn't, there does not exist the political will or the quality of elite necessary to actually have something like that. That's something that's going to come. We're going to eventually have a regime that rules more like a lion regime. And in that case, you're going to get open warfare. But it's going to be a different caliber. It's going to be uh, directed toward a different end. I'm not saying it's going to be our guys. I'm just saying that's, that's what's going to happen. So let's see. So there was this, uh, this preview. And then there was another. Um, let's start with this here. So share this screen. This is just a, an article that I found about this. Just to use it as a jumping off point for conversation. So um, headline here is Alex Jones joins Elon Musk, Vivek Ramaswamy, and Andrew Tate in wild X spaces conversation. The Tesla CEO plays the closest to reasonable role in a misinformation-filled conversation that former Trump official Mike Flynn and Representative Matt Gates also joined. Um, the actual substance of the article is just, it's just the, um, whoever wrote it just basically crying about these guys being offensive. Have you ever noticed Matt Gates looks like a baby wearing a suit? He always like all his suits were, are like <laughs> really, really small. So he's making a mistake. Like try to find a, uh, like his torso up. Like he gets these like ultra slim fitted suits. Oh, that's not a good oh, example. Yeah. Maybe someone made fun of him. 